embrace the challenge, the uncertainty, and focus on learning and getting a uh, look at for innovation based on digital technologies, we will prevail, right? Those ones who can make that. You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insights series, where James Robert Lay interviews the industry's top marketing, sales, and fintech leaders, sharing practical wisdom to exponentially elevate you and your team. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello. I am James Robert Lay and welcome to episode 258 of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series and I'm excited to welcome Marco Santos to the show. Marco is the CEO of USA and Latin America for GFT, who is shaping the future of digital businesses for financial brands. And today, Marco and I are going to peer into a future full of exponential growth opportunities to empower you, the dear listener, to level up your future growth potential at your bank, at your credit union, and at your fintech. Welcome to the show, Marco. It is good to share time with you today. Thank you very much, James, for the opportunity to be here with you. Before we get into talking about a future full of exponential growth potential for financial brands, I always like to start off on a positive note. What has been going well for you this year, personally or professionally? It's always your pick to get started. Thanks for asking, James. So, uh, I, uh, firstly, the, the year has been uh, an amazing year for us at GFT Technologies US. Uh, we, be, we have... Uh, we've been growing a lot exponentially, and we're going to deliver uh, this year an impressive 55% of growth in our business. So this is for us, you know, uh, great. Uh, and we are going to we just delivered a double fold growth as well over the last two years. So it's a uh, so it's a remarkable achievement for us. We are very happy with that, and uh, and also working strongly with uh, you know key companies, key clients, key brands that are quite uh, recognized on the you know, innovation space and, and, and very important uh, reinforce our partnership with, uh, with you know, com- players like uh, AWS, like Google Cloud, Microsoft, Salesforce, Thought Machine, and so forth. Um, so it's been it's been great on the business side. On the people side, I really like a lot to to talk about people. I think that talent is key for the for this digital transformation era that we are living on. We also were awarded as a great place to work company in US. Uh, so it's very it's very good news for us. And on the personal family, um, I I've been trying my best to have a balanced life uh, with business and family. And I celebrated my second year here in the U.S. and the second Thanksgiving, which for me was great. Yes, well, it is a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot to be celebrating as as we reflect on this year. We look ahead to a, an entirely new year full of exponential growth opportunities. I want to go back in time just a bit to to set the stage, to get some context for the dear listener, as I know that you have been introducing financial brands to new technologies since the early days of the internet. I too 
uh, go back to early 2000, 2001, 2002, started you know, to build bank websites. And at that time, I saw a tremendous amount of exponential growth opportunity that the internet would bring through digitization, democratization, demonetization, part of Peter Diamandis' 6Ds model. And the, you know, many different areas, in, including banking, would be uh, impacted by this. And I, I want to use 1994 as a horizon line because that is when I say that the internet first achieved mass consciousness. When you look back, you know, to 1994 to today, what have been the biggest changes, the biggest transformations that have surprised you most when it comes to digitization, yeah. democratization, and demonetization within banking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I would say that uh, uh, that's the advance, the advance of the um, of the mobile, the mobile, um, uh, the mobile apps, right? So to, together with the with the launch of uh, of iPhone, right? I think that's uh, uh, that brought uh, a new concept, right? Leveraging the internet, leveraging the internet, which was there right yeah. at that time, but leveraging the internet and really. I'd say democratizing, right? Bringing the, the bringing to all the worlds the capability to create apps, digital apps for consumers, right? For clients, for end companies. It was a massive shift on the thought process, right? Of the companies, of the consumers, and and from there, you know, we've been in joining another exponential wave because we are, we are always look uh, you know under that exponential wave right based on technology internet and then uh, dot coms etc but then we we enter into a, a really hyper growth <laughs> another exponential wave and now you see you know uh, the those those concepts of uh, open services of uh, uh, customer experience experiences right and uh, and the, the, those digital transformation journeys that the companies and the consumers are are facing right so this is for me and this is for me something that is uh, resonates strongly that's a great point about the idea of thought and mindset and we're going to expand upon that here in just a moment i i want to get a little bit more closer into just your journey thinking about where you've led GFT literally through exponential growth. I mean, when you go back to 2011, you have led the team in Brazil, um, growing from 80 people to 1,800 people. That's not just 10x growth, that's 20x growth. And then in Latin America, you had the expansion into Mexico and into Costa Rica. Now you're, you're moving into the U.S. financial market. Think about this journey um, through South America, Latin America, and now moving into the U.S., what have been the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way when it comes to leading and guiding digital transformation for financial brands? The main message, the main experience, right, so far, uh, it's been been helping the financial service organizations, our clients, our key clients, to to bring visions, digital vision, to digital reality, to materialize the vision. So I think that we, Marco, as a as a leader and GFT as a company, and all my team, right? Because I do that together with the team. Yes. We deliver that team. Uh, we've been very focused 
to to help the to help the financial service organizations fintechs and traditional banks insurance to design the vision right the new vision based on, on a true digital trust uh, with the true digital environments uh, and and help them implement uh, and execute uh, product, products and digital products, projects that are going to materialize that. I think that that's been our focus and uh, what that we've been, I'd say, mastering <laughs> over, over the last uh, years. And that's helping a lot, us, right, on, on this exponential journey. We are always with an exponential demand. I like the idea of the what you were sharing before, you know, you were talking about collaboration with with partners, but also with clients, and you're helping helping people to see things differently than how you how they saw things before. That's the idea of vision, and you know you're bringing clarity. I, I want to dive deeper into the role of mindset here because when you think about 1994 to now 2024, that's a 30 year horizon line. You mentioned 2007, the launch of the iPhone, um, and how what much things have transformed since then. As we look ahead towards the future, we've got Web 3.0, automation, AI, machine learning. It's really hard to consider all of the possibilities that we are going to experience over the next 10, even 20 years, just like it was hard to consider the possibilities if we go back to 1994, 2000, 2007. What role does mindset play, even more deeply exponential mindset, when it comes to visioning a future um, that could look different than where we're at today? I strongly believe that everything starts with uh, with the mindset. Right? The mindset is the, the the mindset that we have is the the one that really enables us, right, to really to really uh, create things, create exponential things. Right? I've been telling that as a leader to my team, we need to have a mindset, an exponential mindset. We need to think big. We need to think ten x. We need to we need to uh, to find ways to surpass the crisis, right? The the challenge that we see in the markets, and we need to think exponential. That's the number one. And we also bring that to our clients. So this is internal thing, and then to our clients. So on, on our with our clients, we bring also the, the that uh, say that approach and incentivize the clients to think different. To think digitally, to think exponentially, and uh, to design new products, solutions, digital products, uh, and, and implement them in a way that we are going to really create an impact. We are, I am recognized as the guy that uh, I'm always at, I'm always talking about exponential, right? yes. exponential, and that starts with our teams, starts with what we bring to our clients, with our partners, and the whole ecosystem, right. Digital growth is a journey from good to great, but sometimes this journey can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. The good news is you don't have to take this journey alone because now you can join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs who are all learning, collaborating, and growing together. Visit digitalgrowth.com insider to learn more about how you can join the Digital Growth Insider community to maximize your future digital growth potential. Now, back to the show. 
Yes, and 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 I want to dive deeper into this even more. Dr. Benjamin Hardy is writing another book with Dan Sullivan, who's a strategic coach, and he's been working with entrepreneurs for forty years. Dan is good friends with with Peter, um, Peter Diamandis, and the book that they're writing is Ten X is easier than Two X. And so as, as you think about growth and transformation, one of the things that I teach is transformation must, must begin within. It must begin within the self, then the team, then the organization. And I think historically we have thought about transformation moving from the organization to the team to the individual, and that's where the confusion and complexity begins. And so if we reverse engineer this, put people at the center of our thinking and doing, we can transform the self, then the team, then the organization. And I think about risk-adverse verticals like financial services, where I've been for over 20 years. The idea of an exponential future can both excite and terrify financial brand leaders, sometimes at the exact same time. So think about Marco, the individual. And I liked how you mentioned that you're not doing this yourself. This is also about your team. This is about the organization that that you're leading. But then that also expands externally to the partners you're collaborating and the clients that that you're working and collaborating with together there as well. How do you confidently navigate the complexities of change yourself while at the same time empowering others within your team, other leaders within the organization to do the same? What's your take on that? I mentioned, you know, to you, so I, I think it's, 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 all about, it's all about people, right? At the very end, the people we human beings, we deliver the impact, right? Mm-hmm. We deliver the projects, we create the value, right? Uh, and it's uh, and it's our people internally. I love it your construction that you that you put in a f- super organized way. I love that, James. Is uh, uh, we need to we need to do as individuals, right? So we need to. You know, uh, think exponentially. We need to think digital. We need to keep learning, and then we move to the teams, and then we move to the organization, to the clients, to the partners. It's all about us, right? And and we should we should make uh, all, all our our individuals, right? All the people that we work with, uh, inspired and get it, believe on it, live it. And the same thing we we make we, we bring to our clients. The same thing we're going to bring to our partners to the ecosystem, right? So that's been my journey as a leader to really bring to the people the exponential mindsets, and that we can leverage over digital. And then digital plays an important role on this because we must have the exponential mindsets. But I am a digital technology guy, and I work in a digital technology company with these technology projects. And I, I, and I strongly believe that the, the information technology capability, the digital capability to create exponential journeys, right? Double, double performance and uh, reduce double uh, price, right? Year over year, right? Yes. And then, create, and then you can create an exponential journey that allows us to do everything that we are doing, right? Um, so that's, that's, I think, it comes together the exponential mindset with the digital. The digital is the baseline. But the yes. information technology is the real true baseline that is supporting 
all this this journey that we see and then comes ai right uh, and then comes all the technologies right ai is going to create an even stronger double folding exponential curve on top of the digital right yes uh, well, you know, that's one of the things that I was talking about at the Financial Brand Forum in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago um, was the impact that AI and ML, machine learning, is going to have going forward into the future. And you, you've been touching a lot on the point about people, and I appreciate that. I respect that because, yes, you have the technology and you have the digital tools. Those are capability upgrades. But if the people don't have the perspective or the vision to see how to apply the technology, some conflict might arise. And I hear many financial brand leaders complaining and lamenting about a talent gap in the industry. I believe the problem is more deeply rooted, not just in a talent gap, but a knowledge gap, an education gap, a training gap. In fact, ongoing education, and I would say even more importantly, the ability to unlearn and then to relearn will become vital skill sets going forward into a future of exponential growth. What's your take on this? What's your recommendation for financial brand leaders who feel stuck? They feel busy just doing in the present moment while struggling to create space and time to pause, to review, to learn, and then think about how they could do even better. And I think that's the key, how to do even better going forward into the future. How can they, how can they mm-hmm. escape this complexity of just doing so that they do have time to learn and to think? Uh, first, uh, it's a matter of, uh, I think it's mindset as well. It's a matter of belief, it's mindset. So in our mindset, connected with the exponential growth, we must have the mindset of keep learning, right? The continuous learning. And I'd say that it's continuous scale learning, even more sophisticated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because we, we need to continuous learning, keep learning, uh, and scale because we need to learn with everyone. We need to know how to learn with the trainee, right? Yes. That is coming with a new capabilities, right? With a new way to to, to see the customer experience, right? And we need to learn with, you know, the C-level, right? So we need to, uh, you know, in a scale way. And, and continuous. We need to implement a continuous learning, continuous skill learning culture. Embrace the new, be capable to embrace the new, Right, and uh, and this is with uh, our teams, with the management level, with the executive level, with all the levels. And this transcends the company, right? It's also the partners again, the, all the ecosystem. So this is a matter of uh, of understand that understanding that the the future will be will the future will we are going to thrive in the future if we. We'll, uh, be open to learn everything again, right? Right. And uh, learn the new. And uh, and I see that in my career, right? That you know, 15 years, uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I look at the new information technology, and then those waves took like four years, five years, and now then what the new that comes, uh, it takes like one year, right? Uh, you know, eighteen months, right? And it's not new anymore. And then there is something, and then something, uh, an extra, a new generation, right? An extra generation technology that is coming, that is uh, impacting, right, the business. So you know, 
financial service organization, executives from financial service organization, they need to implement the concept of continuous learning on their own organizations, teams, areas that will transcend with the ecosystem of partners and that will even go to the clients, right? You know, you know there's um, uh, an old quote uh, from Alvin Toffler who shares, quote, the illiterate of the 21st century will be will not be those who cannot read and write, but will be those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And you know, for the dear listener, there's an article that I highly recommend. Go Google this. It's from McKinsey, and the article title is a question: Are you a team of learners, or do you learn as a team? And I know this is something that the Microsoft uh, CEO has shared. You know, we want to transform our perspective from being uh, a team and an organization of know-it-alls to learn-it-alls. I often say that the desire to change, to transform, to grow from good to great must be stronger than the desire to remain the same. And when it comes to transforming behaviors and more deeply transforming mindsets, transforming belief systems and structures, we know loss aversion theory states that people are more likely to change, they're more likely to make a transformation to avoid a loss than they are to achieve a gain. And I, I want to get your take. What what are some big potential losses or risk that you see from your point of view that might might help motivate the dear listener to take some actions moving forward into the future particularly when looking out at uncertain economic times, because when things get tough, it's like we're going to contract into what we know when the opportunity is to expand and grow when everyone else is contracting. So what what are some potential roadblocks, roadblocks or risk that we need to be aware of looking out towards the future if we fail to take action? This all comes to help us do better to help the companies, the markets, the economy, and the individuals, the talents, to professionals to do better. And everything, again, based on digital, right? Because the digital helps to do more with less, yes. faster and cheaper. Uh, and uh, so I, I strongly, I firmly believe that on these uncertainty uh, times, that is the time that you can take the best advantage and leverage over a digital approach, digital product, uh, uh, a new digital initiative using uh, next generation technologies. And, and that comes together with the l- continuous learning thing. Right? It comes together with that. So I also believe that those times, that's the best time for people and for organizations to get to know the new to understand the innovation that can be deployed and learn, right? And learn and utilize the time to do better, faster, cheaper, right? And improve uh, improve efficiency, right? And, and so that I think that's a that's a the right time, the right time. The ones that can see that they see the opportunity. I'm talking about professionals, talents, and the executives, the companies, the clients, financial service organizations, the consumers, right, and the IT partners, right. So I see that those ones that do not get, do not uh, stuck with the fear, yeah. right, and froze with the fear, right. But yes. those ones that definitely, definitely will gonna embrace 
challenge, the uncertainty, and focus on learning and getting uh, look at for innovation based on digital technologies. We will prevail, right? Those yes. ones who can make that. You know, you, you talk about fear, and that's one of the things I wrote about in my first book, Banking on Digital Growth. I talk about the the three, really the four fears. Fear number one is fear of the unknown. Fear number two is fear of change. Fear number three is fear, fear of failure. And fear number four, a lot of us don't think about it. It's, it's fear of success. It's like, what if this is successful? Are we prepared for this type of exponential growth? And so let's roll this back. Fear of the unknown can be overcome, back to your point, by establishing a culture of exponential learning within an organization. And that comes back to what you were talking about to begin our conversation, which which is vision, helping people see different, perceive things different than how they perceived them before. What What is per, per, perception? I mean, it, it's really, it's about our life experiences leading us up to this point and then collaborating with others to see things differently than how we saw them before, and then having the courage to commit to take action. And I think that right there, I want to get your take, because we're talking this future, this future reality that we, uh, we have the potential to create new growth models, new revenue models, new business models in a world of cloud-based open banking, what is a potential opportunity that some might not be thinking about today when it comes to new growth models, when it comes to new revenue models through cloud-based open banking? What's your take? Um, there, there, are, um, there are so many opportunities, right? And, uh, and James, I, 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 was, uh, I was last week in an in a, in a important event uh, and I was, I, I was talking with the team and say, look, there are so many opportunities then that, that we can you know, take and you need to prioritize because you're not capable enough to, you know, the, you know, to, to, to take all the opportunities that we see, right? So I see lots of opportunities. Firmly believe that the, the road is going to open and keep open. So the open service is a concept that is there. And uh, and we're gonna, you know, it's gonna move forward. You you mentioned about the cloud. Cloud is a, a, a super, uh, in, it's a fundamental element for the cloud transformation journey because it will allow the companies to scale up, scale down, and really follow this. I'd say it's VUCA world, yes, right, and be and be and be faster, be faster, more nimble. And more and, and more and cost efficient, right? To follow these, you know, VUCA, you know, world and right. demand that is coming. So that's only with clouds that you can do that, right? And uh, it's a fundamental element. Um, and and then on top of that, the data, right? I, I we are we are getting to the point that uh, that you're gonna have um, a recommendation world. <laughs> So everything that we that we do, that we listen, that touches us, we are gonna have a touch of a recommendation, right? Brought by an artificial intelligence element based upon lots of knowledge, right? So lots of information. There might be new business models for financial service organizations, for banking, for fintechs, insurance, and you know whatever data, AI. The fundamental element of cloud, 
the open banking, open insurance, the right to open service, that also will allow the organizations to be closer with the life moments, right, of the customers. Because at the very end, what matters for the end customer is the moments, the life moments that the individual is there. He's talking about getting married. He's talking about to buy a car. He's talking about to, you know, rental uh, house, right? And and that is the need, right? And and to and to get closer to that, we need to have the open open service concept, right? And everything, you know, and and then data to understand all of that, all of those behaviors, conversations, integrated social media. And, uh, and, you know, so for me, lots of opportunities uh, and, uh, and we need to be smart to prioritize. Otherwise, we will not have enough resources to, to deliver what, what, you, what you need. Absolutely. Exponential opportunities for sure. But I, I, I appreciate your perspective about prioritizing what is going to create the greatest value. And I think if we always put people their pains, their problems, their questions, their concerns at the center of our thinking, we can use technologies, exponential technologies, exponential capabilities to solve those problems at scale. And then come back to your point about recommendations, provide them with recommendations, provide them with guidance, provide them even with coaching. And that's a big transformational shift when you think about uh, financial services. It's been a very reactive business model. We wait for people to raise their hand a lot of times, but now we can come back and we can look at big data sets and based upon AI and ML say, you know, according to your unique situation, here are one or two or three possible paths that you could take. And so this idea of the recommendations is something and coaching even is something that I've been thinking a lot about since writing banking on digital growth. I think another opportunity that many people don't think about when it comes to maximizing digital growth is everything that we do digitally creates more CO2 emissions. And the good news is that I know you were at the Amazon Web Services reInvent spreading the word about GFT's green coding methodology. I want to get your take on this. What is this green coding methodology and and why? Why is it important to be thinking about this as another opportunity when thinking about the future and, and digital? We human beings and in our economies and society, we are hungry for energy. We exponentially grew, right? The demand for energy, right? Over the last, you know, century. And it's, pre- it's predicted that uh, over the next uh 10, 20 years, we are going to, you know, grow again, right, the demand for energy. So energy is, is, a, is a really important resource that is another is another layer that supports the digital transformation. And yeah. the digital transformation, the digital, the digital itself, is digital is hungry for energy because we must have, you know, the the data, the cloud data centers, right, that are growing exponentially to support the cloud transformation, and this needs energy, and you need energy to recharge your mobile, right? That with more apps, and then you feel that your battery is not enough, right? Right. And because because it's a, the digital, the digital trans, the new look at this, the new customer experiences and the new digital products 
they are uh, they are hungry for 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 energy because they consume more data, more more information, and provide more functionalities for us. And all these data, all these energy, right? So energy, I'd say, is the uh, other uh, fundamental element, uh, even um, underneath the data. Yeah. And, uh, and and then I also, all that I said is simple. So with that, such a hungry for energy on the consumers, on the companies, on the partners, we need to be smarter on the way that we are going to organize, design, organize, implement, and develop and code our digital solutions that they can be more efficient. Because if they are not efficient, they can consume 10 times one mobile mobile app for a consumer can consume ten times more energy than another one if it is done based upon uh, green coding concepts. The same thing with the infrastructure that uh, the, the the digital infrastructure. We can create a digital infrastructure that is x times more efficient than another one, depending upon the way that you code it, right? That you design it, organize it, green coding and green clouds and green digital is something really important for all of us because it will help us to be more uh, you know help us to service to service the, the the demands for the demand of energy that we that we will have yes and and have a you know and have a better world right yeah. not you know not destroy our world right and then because we are moving into a, a scenario uh, in terms of climate change, that is is quite uh, you know it's quite uh, it's quite challenging, right, for the human beings. Yeah. And you see, such a demand of more hungry for energy, which is going to push more these you know this let's say challenging situation that we are. So it should be smarter, right? It is that's that's called that's when it comes to the green coding part. Well, that's I, I greatly appreciate that perspective because once again. I don't think a lot of people think about that. You know, as you increase demand for technology, whether you're a consumer or a brand or a financial brand uh, or a manufacturer, the demand for energy is also going to increase as well. But it's it's being wise, it's being mindful of how to build code and systems and methodologies that are more efficient, it is going to make the world an even better place going forward as energy demand continues to increase. So I really appreciate the perspective there. As, as we start to wrap up, um, what, what are you feeling most hopeful and excited for about the future as you continue to lead exponential growth here within the U.S. financial services space? Because I, I do truly believe that banking has the potential to transform lives in very many positive ways, some ways that we're probably not even perceiving or thinking about right now. But what are you feeling most hopeful and excited for about the future? Yeah, I am. I, I, again, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person, right? I'm very excited uh, about the future. I think that for for banks, they... Um, I think that the, the traditional banks. So let's talk about the traditional banks first. So the traditional banks, uh, they are in a, such a, from my point of view, in such a good position right now because they have capital. Yep. Right. Uh, they have gravity. Yes. Right. And and they can utilize that gravity 
in terms of a large uh, base of consumers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and they can they can take advantage of uh, the innovation or the digital new digital the next generation technologies and create new business models and creates exponential growth, right, in new areas yep. or even on the areas that they are they are, they are running, right. So number one, so I strongly believe it's a big opportunity, big time, good time for the traditional banks. On the other side, the challengers, the challenge bankings, right? The challenging banks uh, and the fintechs, etc. They are all, all obviously under a pressure, right, with the uh, with the market today. But on the other side, they have lean organizations, right? And they have next generation technologies already there in place, and which can be uh, leveraged. With uh, with uh, again new digital uh, new digital products with uh, business models and they can innovate faster. Yes. So see, so you see, there are this is so you see both sides uh, have uh, uh, you know amazing opportunities to create exponential growth, and I see it's uh, I think it's <laughs> you will love that it to depend upon what this yes. the growth. The exponential mindset of the leaders, right? Yes. That they will some will fear and then maybe stuck or may you know take too much time to take this important decision to transform or innovate. Some will be bold, right, and uh, nimble, and then so I think exponential mindset, be nimble, uh, be agile, um, uh, embrace the new, and incentivize your organization to keep learning. Continuous learning, scale learning, and and then and then you can you can make it right. And finally, you you can find you can find a new business model, a competitive advantage that comes from you know anybody anyone in your organization, right? So you need to incentivize the innovation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know when you're talking, it, it really our conversation has come full circle as as we're wrapping up here. It it comes back to perception it comes back to vision it comes back to clarity and i always like to wrap up and send the dear listener off with something practical that they can apply um, something small because i do believe that all all transformation that that leads to future exponential growth begins with a very small simple step forward today and that you have a doubling and an exponential effect where that one step becomes two that two doesn't become three it actually becomes four then eight 16 32 etc what is your recommendation that the dear listener can take to either develop continue to develop or expand their exponential thinking going forward into the future. One small thing that they can do today, practically. Embrace, embrace the new. I'd say uh, be practical. Dear listener, if you are stuck uh, with a project or with an activity, initiative, or with a technology, uh, invest your time. Find something out of the box. Mm. That can this that can really, you know, change completely well, the way that you are thinking. Take advantage that you are in a comfort zone, and again, look at the new. Yes. Look at some new technology, something that you can look at that and say, ah, in future 
this this uh, this field this thing can be a game changer for me as an individual for my company for my projects for my clients right so i so in a nutshell think out of the box if you are in a comfort zone better take advantage of that and if you need that because you're in a challenging time you know and then you know simply embrace it right yes. embrace the new embrace the new you know as you're going through you said something that i want to come back to which i think is so important to wrap up on here you said invest your time and another mental model that the dear listener can take back you can take back and the question mm-hmm. that we can all ask ourselves every morning when we wake up is have we had our morning tea and you might not be a tea drinker i'm not a tea drinker actually i have my coffee right here but we all need to make sure that we have our morning tea and ask ourselves how are we investing our time because time in the age of ai is an investment because time can become exponential. An hour today that we invest today can create exponential impact going forward for weeks, months, years, perhaps decades to come. So how do we invest our time? How are we spending our energy? So time, energy, because energy is finite, back to your point here. And then most importantly, attention. What are we paying attention to? And I think if we're just ask ourselves those questions and kind of create some mental awareness of time, energy, and attention, we will be able to continue to move forward into a future full of exponential growth opportunity. Marco, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. What is the best way for someone to connect with you to say hello and perhaps even continue to the discussion that we started here today? So my name is Marco dot santos at gft.com and number one and number two my linkedin page i'm very active on the linkedin can be easily uh, find there uh, so it's marco santos gft and then you can uh, reach me out there yes connect with marco learn with marco grow with marco marco thank you so much for joining me for another episode of banking on digital growth this has been a lot of fun today thank you very much james thank you for the time and the opportunity As always, and until next time, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com slash insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.